0: To Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally.
1: Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength is a community of inspiring, powerful, and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host Grace Moores, founding partner
0: of Revolution Her. Today we're talking about persevering against all odds and we are excited to kick things off with none other than Taylor Lindsay
1: Noel. Now, this is our second podcast uh, for our new series here, and we have loved all the feedback so far. Thank you so much for the podcast love. We've had some great comments and interaction, and we're really thrilled to see that you're loving this as much as we are.
0: Yes, it's been great to see the, the the love and the comments. So I'm just going to read out a couple. We've had Sarah from Ontario. She said she really liked the teeter-totter analogy that Jess talked about last time. Madeline loved the stories of the fact that your story is not done. And Julie said she had lots of great takeaways from the podcast. So thank you. We really do appreciate all your feedback. So if you have any aha moments, any comments, please let us know and we'll We'll be sure to read them out on our next episode.
1: Now, our theme for today's podcast in the month ahead is perseverance and resilience. And that is why we have this incredible woman joining us today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her first. Taylor Lindsay Noel is a 28-year-old entrepreneur from Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Fourteen years ago, she was a Canadian national gymnast, but in 2008, under the coercion of her coach, she had a devastating accident that instantly paralyzed her from the neck down for life. Since then, Taylor has persevered through adversity and has received a BA in radio and television arts from Ryerson University. She's currently balancing being a motivational speaker, disability advocate, council member of the Premier's Council on Equality of Opportunity and owner of Cup of Tea Luxury Loose Leaf Teas, which, get this, was just featured on Oprah's Favorite Things list just a few short years ago. She recently was also announced as the Young Entrepreneur of the Year by the Black Business and Professional Association Harry Jerome Awards, Canada's most prestigious award celebrating black excellence and we can't not tell you that she was also a finalist in our very first Revolution Her Awards from 2021. Please help me welcome Taylor Lindsay-Noel. How you doing Taylor?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be on the podcast. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: thank you so much for joining us. We are very excited to have you today. So I hope you've had a good
2: week. Um, I have. So far, so good. So far, so good. I cannot complain.
1: Good. So we're going to talk all about the ups, the downs of everything, and um, we're really excited to dig deep with you today. So thank you so much for being here.
2: Absolutely.
0: So I'm going to jump straight in then, if that's okay, with the first question that we've got for you today. As we mentioned, today's podcast and all of our podcasts are really about amplifying the voices and the stories of women around us. And you are the pure essence of resiliency and perseverance and what you've accomplished so far. So I'd like to start by asking you a little bit about your story and where you've come from um, right now in terms of your story being is far from over. So if you can share how you got to where you are today and really how a cup of tea
2: was born.: Well, I guess my story, where the big change happened, was when I was 14. Um, previous to that I was a Canadian national gymnast so I would travel for the world and um, compete for Canada and I was a very bright Olympic hopeful for the 2012 Olympics which seems like 18,000 decades ago (laughs) Um, but yeah I was a really big hopeful for Canada Um, but unfortunately on July 15 2008 I went to a regular day of training Um, and my coach had been my coach for about five years five to seven we'll say six years, um, approached me to do a skill that I had never heard of. And initially I thought it was a joke because in the sport that I had been in for 10 years, you've seen everything. Um, and so I expressed my concerns, not really thinking he was serious, but he kept just being like, nope, I want you to try it. And that's kind of when the fear sunk in. Um, I knew somewhere deep in my gut that something didn't feel right. But at 14 years old and With your coach, who's supposed to have your best interest in heart, um, telling you that you're letting your fear cloud your judgment, I decided to trust him. Um, Unfortunately, the second time I attempted the skill, I landed headfirst, falling off the high bar, which um, resulted in me breaking my neck and severing my spinal cord. And so ever since that day, I have been a C4, C5 quadriplegic which means that I have partial or full paralysis in all four of my major limbs. And I use a power wheelchair um, every single day. I have nurses and my whole life changed at such a young age. Um, But because of incredible, incredible support system I have around me, uh, specifically a lot of really incredible women, um, I have been able to get past some of the darkest times that were presented to me and, now I am the proud owner and founder of Cup of Tay Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. I never thought I would have a tea business, to be honest. I, I had a podcast called hey. Tea Time with Tay. Yes, right? And um, oh, wow. I, would, I would interview people over a cup of tea. And when I was looking for sponsors, because we all know this, the podcast space, it's great if you have a sponsor. Um, I was like, if I organically drink David's Tea every single day, every single <laughs> time I do an interview one day they'll send me free tea and I reached out to them after quite a few episodes and never heard back Um, and instead of letting that kind of throw me for a loop I was like if they don't want to you know give me a free packet of tea I'll just make my own tea and that turned into the process of um, entrepreneurship and here we are a couple (laughs) years later that's (laughs) crazy
1: And it's just, I, I remember reading, um, you know, when you became part of our awards system last year and I got to read more about your story and really, you know, understand the journey that you've taken, um, was cup of tea really a piece of you kind of finding a strength, finding, you know, something to occupy the time to not really dwell on what had happened, but move forward. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, the choice to start the business. Um yeah. I had grown up in a sport where you are either very, very wealthy or very, very talented. And I've and I saw the, the two dynamics of that come head to head constantly um in the sport. It's a very expensive sport to be in. Um and then sometimes if you can't afford it, you know, like for instance with my mom being a single mom, she would do things like help with their bake sales or Um, raise money for bingo so that I could be able to go. I didn't really know all of this when I was younger. I just thought like, oh yeah, we're all here together. But then you kind of see that dynamic when you would go to one of your friend's houses and their houses is like 18,000 times bigger than yours. And so I grew up oddly around people who were fairly well off, um, not my case, but uh, in seeing that I started to learn what the word generational wealth meant. And so I think from a really young age, seeing that in my head, I I knew that for myself and for my future life and family, that would be something I would want. And the thing that I saw as an example was entrepreneurship. So when my podcast was doing okay, um, I knew that I wanted to have some kind of income that made money essentially while I was sleeping. And so the idea of starting a business that I could really put my all into and um, hopefully make that for my family moving forward was something that was really important to me because like I said, it was something I saw as an example from um, other families. I feel really grateful for being able to watch that as a child, but now being hopefully able to create that for my own life
1: is something that uh, feels really full circle. That's huge. That's huge. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Now, I know there's been a lot of ups and downs. Obviously, as entrepreneurs, we know, you know, there's kind of the the peak and the valley. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you share some of the struggles that you've had since becoming an entrepreneur? Was there any buildup to being featured on Oprah's favorite things? Like what we need to know? What was that like?
2: (laughs) There was, there's been a lot of ups and downs. And I feel like there still are even after so much um, success. But the actually the tw- the start of 2020 even before I really even knew the pandemic was coming in January of that year I was I was burnt out I started the business in November of 2018 and had been worked every day seven days a week ever since um and I just wasn't feeling like the business was in the place that I I knew it could be I was like I know there's so much potential here there's I just don't feel like we're in front of the right audience. I don't, if we just had a, ch- I kept saying, I'm like, if we just had a chance to be in front of the right audience, I feel like people would love mm-hmm. our product, And, um, and I almost gave up. I remember being in the car with my mom because it's this business is something I did by myself. And so my mom isn't really in doesn't see everything and doesn't know all the finances and all of those things. And we're very close. And she's very much so part of every other aspect of my life. (laughs) And I remember being in the car and she just said, so like, how's the business going? And out of nowhere, I just spontaneously just burst into tears. And I was like, it's going horribly. I am hemorrhaging money. I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to fix it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done. And she said, you know what? I think this is a really normal thing to feel just wait it out a little bit longer. And if in six months from now, you still feel the same way. Okay. Cause for me, my mental health is yeah. more important than anything else. Absolutely. And I felt that slipping, but a couple of, uh, a couple of months later, <laughs> when then we had the pandemic in March and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, okay, but oddly I was like you know if we go under I could blame it on the pandemic because <laughs> I for me what I realized through this couple month journey was that I care far too much about what people think about me yeah and I kept thinking to myself you know if we go under I can blame the pandemic and it won't be my fault and that's a horrible thing to do you should never never be in that position, but I think so often we are. Um, But July 15th, which is the same day of my accident. Um, So July 15th, 2018, 2008, I had my accident. In July 15th, 2020, I wake up to an email from Oprah's team saying, hi, we found your business online. Can you send us one of everything for consideration for the December issue? Oh my gosh. Now
0: I'm just going to jump in here. Sorry. Yeah. What was your reaction to that email? Was it like, Oh my gosh, this is a joke.
2: This is, is it real? I instantly thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those. I mean, I get them all every day, right? Those, Oh, you want a carnival or you want a cruise or put your email in here to win $5,000, like all these stupid things that you see all the time. And so I said to myself, like, this isn't real, especially on that day. Yeah. I was running really in a bad mood because that's <laughs> the worst day of the year for me. So I was like, mm, nope, the universe is playing a sick joke. And I deleted it. I deleted it. I went. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. You did. I know. I deleted it. And then I went downstairs. I had breakfast. And then I was, like, at the table and I was, like,
0: <laughs> and-
2: like I've seen a lot, I'm like, that's a new one. Like that's like a sick joke. You know what I yeah. mean? Because the, the email was so simple. It was like one line, one line, one line, the person's name. It didn't even, in my opinion, seem that professional. So <laughs> I was like, there's something off here. But I, I kind of told my mom and she's just like, well, I'll just email them back and see what happens. And so when I went back upstairs, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call. And I called okay. the number and I got to the switchboard for one of her buildings that I've recognized the name with. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think this is real. And uh, wow. the weeks of sending products to her team, curating um, a personalized gift set, and then sending that to Oprah for approval and her falling in love with it. And
1: it so. That's huge. Yeah. Taylor, that is so huge. And I mean, just seeing, I mean, for those that are listening, you got to see Taylor's face. Like you just, <laughs> just even telling the story, like you just, you're glowing. And I just, I want everyone who's listening to really hone in on the fact that you were close to giving up and yeah. you chose to persevere. You chose yeah. to to stick through a couple more months. And I think we've all been there. We've all, especially during COVID, my gosh, it's been nonstop. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. Wow. Yeah, there there are a couple
0: of things there in that story that I think hit home for a lot of people. And that is one, wanting to give up. Two, I don't think you're alone in terms of a lot of people that are struggling with their business, thinking the pandemic maybe actually is a way out. I don't think you're alone Mm -hmm. in that. Um, Your mom oh what a saying what a perfect <laughs> advice for you there in terms of just taking a moment and because it's very easy to get caught up in yeah. how you feel right at that moment and want to throw the towel in so you know getting you to persevere for another six months and and to see if that's if you still feel the same way is, is really solid advice so hats off to to your mum there especially when she wasn't so hands-on with the business um
1: Issues and other
0: things, and then oh my gosh, that's just amazing! So you send everything off, you get the okay,
2: and then, then the what panic, happens? Then the panic sets in. Uh, yeah. because I, I I say that I felt like I was kind of a hobby business where you know I had a couple of orders here, a couple of orders there, and then when you get the approval for something like that, and growing up and watching Oprah's Favorite Things list, my literally my entire life. I was like, hmm, this is going to be quite life-changing. <laughs> How do you prepare for something like this? I was dealing with supply chain issues because they confirmed us re- like, really f- far into the process. I think I only had maybe like a five-week turnaround before oh, wow. we went live. And that five-week Included getting, our, there were these specific tins that we had made overseas, manufactured, and I kept thinking, I cannot pay for building out, uh, manufacturing all this inventory if I don't know we're going to be on. I'm yeah. not going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on inventory if I don't know if I've chosen. And the and the as the time went on, I just kept thinking what am I going to do? And I actually ended up having to fly some of the product in instead of boat, which if anyone's ever worked in manufacturing mm-hmm. is significantly more expensive, expensive. but um, it's the only option they had because of the time restraint and also figuring out how to send products to Amazon. Cause that was a big part of what we did. We were on the Amazon landing page for Oprah's favorite things. And so I had all of these different things going on in the middle of COVID hiring um, seasonal workers, which i had never done before All operating and it falling on my shoulders, and not only feeling like I can't let myself down, I can't let this incredible new team of people who are helping me, but I can't let Oprah down. Like (laughs) I don't want to let Oprah down. (laughs) This is the most prestigious. Yeah, no, no pressure. Like this is one of the most prestigious lists in the entire world to be on as an entrepreneur, and I was a 27 year old girl, didn't know less than two years into the business. I had no idea what I was doing and every single day kind of felt like a whirlwind. Um, But somehow after a couple of breakdowns, we pulled it together and the press run was insane. And she really, when people say the Oprah effect, it's real. It's so real, not only sales wise, but just the, um, the doors, it opens as well. When you have her stamp of approval, um, it's a lot easier to get into certain doors and
1: rooms that
2: you might've been locked out of before.
1: Well, and that's such important work. I mean, we all work hard to, you know, to be seen, to be heard, to be amplified, but, you know, having someone like Oprah take that platform and shine a light on you, like you said, Mm -hmm. two years into a business is huge. And, um, you know, just to be able to tell your story And, and likewise for us, for us to be able to share your story for people that haven't heard it you know, I think the more that women can continue to uplift and amplify each other, this is what you're going to continue to see. We're not Oprah, but (laughs) we'll we'll get close. (laughs) I like that you already had Oprah. We're just going to do a little bit of our part over here.
2: (laughs) No, you guys have been great. Like I, I actually made quite a few connections from the revolution, her experience. And um, yeah, it's just been uh, specifically Mary from Thigh Society. We've definitely kept in touch a lot. And yeah. it's been just dis- the opportunity to come together with other women who understand what you're going through is so yes. important because entrepreneurship is such a lonely journey.
0: It is. That's so true. It is. And uh, it's, it's great to hear that you were able to to find that community here. So that was awesome yeah so okay. you do so much work um you're a, a disability advocate you're on the council member for the equality of um council of e- equality of opportunities so there's still so much work that needs to be done in all of these areas and it's i guess the question is like what can we do to to support you and everybody in the in these spaces
2: oh wow uh, well. I guess the thing is just keeping the conversation going and also just having more empathy for others. I think in the last couple of years being in COVID specifically, we've seen the effects of not having community, not being able to meet up with people mm-hmm. um, and how much it's had an effect, not only on our everyday lives, but our mental health as well. Um, mental yeah. health is something I'm really, really advocate for a lot. Um, Not only through we. Donate some money to them through different products on our website, um, specifically to Cam H, But just the importance of realizing our humanity is extremely important to me. And over the last year, I've had the opportunity um, to join the Premier Council on Equality of Opportunity, as well as the Accessibility Council for Ontario and um, the Spinal Cord Injury Ontario Board. And as much as I'm extremely busy and Absolutely tired. I know you guys can't you're hearing me, but you can't see the bags under my eyes. <laughs> um, it's so important for me to help when I can because I recognize that I would not be here without the help of others or people who came before me doing the hard work. and um, so if I could have an effect on someone's life in a positive way in any of these spaces that truly mean a lot to me, then that's what I guess my job is here as a human. I feel like you're you're here to make a legacy and leave the world a little bit better than we came into it. Yes.
1: Yes. Perfectly (laughs) said. And, and you are, you're such an inspirational light. I, you know, when you have a bad day, like everybody goes through bad days, it's, it's reassuring to know that there are other people who have gone through bad days too. And look how they've come out the other side. It's not without hard work. It's not without the struggle. Um, but you can make it on the other side, and and really persevere. So, ah, okay. Well, you know, for us, we know there's lots of work still to be done. Um, we we appreciate you sharing that side of everything. Yeah. We're almost getting to our you know, rapid fire content. We have some really cool questions for you near the end, but um, one thing we always want to ask our guests is for any tips or advice you have for other women, not only on building their resilience and working on their perseverance, but, you know, living the life that they imagine for themselves, no matter what comes their way. I
2: would give them the advice that it's never going to be perfect. The road to your perfect life or the life you want is not, it's not going to be an easy path. I, I don't like to sugarcoat anything for anyone. I don't want them to, I'm not going to be a, a speaker, Whoever is like, you say this and then this happens and it's amazing. No, there's a <laughs> lot of really late nights, a lot of sacrifice. Um, but what I always say is that it's worth it. That when you reach your end goal, and you're able to look back at your journey. And I look back at every single pivot and hardship that I've been through. And I'm so proud of the person that I am. And um, it's actually something funny. My boyfriend said the other day, he was like, one of my biggest heroes in my life is myself. And at first I thought, "Myself." love it. That's a little ego filled. But then I really thought about it. And I think that's Ultimately, what our goal should be, we should be able to look back at the life that we've endured and be like, "I am so proud of that person." And I look at that person and I'm inspired by their journey. I think we can all find a little bit more inspiration in ourselves. So, just giving yourself the grace to know that it's not going to be perfect, and um, nobody gets it right right away, even if they try to pretend to be on social media, (laughs) it's not the case. Um, And give yourself a little bit more grace because you're on your way.
0: You talk a lot actually as well about your mental health. So what, what tips mm-hmm. can you share for maintaining that, that mental health and making sure that it's not running away with you and that you're not constantly in that burnout?
2: Um, don't be afraid to, to take me time. And also don't be afraid of the word no. I think when I was first starting, I any opportunity that came my way, I would say yes, And it came to a point where I didn't have any time for myself. I was so run down and schedule filled that I, I, it was to the detriment of my own self. Mm -hmm. And so learning how to say no and allowing yourself the time for me time, whether that's just, if it's even just sitting in a corner, looking at the wall, if that is what your me time is for 10 minutes, take the time. Because being at peace and in silence with yourself is the reset that we need. I I think we, especially as women, when we have family obligations or, you know, I don't have kids, but I have friends who have kids and seeing, you know, how consuming that is, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: give yourself me time. Don't be afraid of it. Um, Embrace it. And I think you'll be a better person for not only yourself, but the people around
1: you as well. It's a big, it's a big one. A lot of women struggle with. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched on that. Thank you. And I just, I need to go back and just say that. Yeah, damn, you're allowed to be your own hero. I think that's the best thing I've ever heard. So yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, it's great. I'm taking that. We got to put that on a shirt. I am (laughs) my favorite hero. Um, (laughs) Now we said at the beginning that your story is far from over. Can you share a little bit of? What's coming up next? What's going on? What's happening?
2: There's a lot going on. So right (laughs) now, we I'm in the process of building out my first store. So it's going to be the kind of store,
1: physical store,
2: a physical store. Yeah, by yay, we're moving. Well, we are still going to be online, but we're having our first in-person store, brick and mortar, coming in summer of this year, which is. Crazy! Like I congratulations. So where is it? Where's it? Where's where is the store? It's gonna be at Dufferin and Lawrence so really close to Yorkdale. it's Okay, the,
0: in Toronto, yeah.
2: In Toronto, it's the first floor of um, these like condo developments, and it's right in front of a park. Um, I'm super excited! It's gonna be called Cup of Tea Cafe because you can actually come grab a cup oh, of nice. tea, and you can shop our products in store. So it's a little bit of everything. And it's going to be designed exactly the way I've always dreamed, and it's it's so surreal, and it's a new venture that I'm a little terrified of, but I'm just you know going with the flow. Oh Good my gosh. for you!
1: Congratulations! That's Thank awesome you. news. You have to share with us too. We'd love to come and and support you. We'll come, Grace and I will come for a cup of tea. We'll take yeah. a day trip to Toronto.
2: I would so love fun. that. show sure? I'll be definitely um make sending out all the invites and yeah I am so excited we have a really great uh launch plan that a media run plan so I am so excited so that's my main (laughs) focus right now it's literally consuming my everyday. yeah Um, that's a
1: big focus wow
2: once again the bag's under my eyes it's uh they're, (laughs) they're, they're coming in they're coming in heavy these days
1: well, I guess we should let everyone know too. So, before we go into our rapid fire, where can people find information on you and Cup of Tea if they want to buy products? Where can we send them?
2: Absolutely. So, we are currently just online. So, that would be www.cupoftea.com for USA or cupoftea.ca for Canada. And that's c u p o f t e dot com or c u p o f t e And we're on Instagram, Cup of Tay, everywhere. Everywhere you can think is Cup of (laughs) Tay.
1: Love it. All right. Are you ready to head into some rapid fire questions? I am so ready. Okay. We're going to get Grace to kick things off. So this is really a chance to just have some fun. Tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go for a really cheesy one. Are you ready?
0: Okay. What emoji do you use the most?
2: The heart eyes emoji.
1: I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. It's one of my top two. <laughs> um, how do you plan to continue amplifying yourself this year?
2: Um, through the store. And I think through the work I'm doing on the different councils and boards I sit on. Yes.
0: Good. If you had a theme song, what would it be?
2: Ooh. Um... <clears throat> run the world by
1: Beyonce oh nice like it uh what's the last thing you got in trouble for
2: (laughs) great question I like to think that I never get in trouble Um, (laughs) oh come on (laughs) probably something really dumb around the house with my mom leaving something out and I'm in the middle of transitioning from moving into my own space so I think she's, I think she's nitpicking at me because she's missing me that's what Aww. So that, that's my theory I'm putting in my head I like it
0: okay last one what's your guilty pleasure
2: wine yeah <laughs> I <laughs> love myself a good glass of wine at the end of the week or during the week or whenever it's available anytime <laughs> anytime anytime
1: Oh, this has been so much fun getting to chat with you and and really be face-to-face and hear your story. We're so glad that we can share your journey with our listeners. Um, We just want to say to everyone listening to you, if you know of any other women who would be inspired by Taylor, because who wouldn't be, please share this podcast. Um, We've proudly supported over 50,000 women around the world and we are on a mission to support as many more as we possibly can. So thank you for helping us do that. Um, Grace, I'm going to throw it over to you to help us wrap things up here. <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, again, if you have any feedback about today's um, podcast, please share it with us. We would love to hear your comments and your thoughts. If you've, um, uh, if, if, uh, any, any comments that you've had, sorry, I'm rambling now. So um, you can reach us on our Facebook group, um, which is the Revolution Her Club, or you can email us at info at revolutionher.com. And that will all be in the links and comments below this podcast when we when it goes live. So you'll be able to reach us from there. Thank you so much, everybody for joining us. Um, We are looking forward to uh, recording our next one in a couple of weeks so that you'll be able to hear it. And uh, we'll keep you up updated on the website so thank yep. you very much taylor <laughs> it's been a pleasure to get to know you we've really enjoyed chatting with you i've got so many more questions i want to ask you about <laughs> Oprah and about how it came about i'm sure everybody does and um it's just been wonderful so thank you very much for sharing with us today
2: thank you guys so much for the opportunity and congratulations on all the incredible work you guys are doing there too like it's it's so great and it was like I said it was a great experience to be a part of and still a part of the community so thank you love it thanks Taylor
1: all right bye everyone we'll see you soon (laughs) bye